Bardoop. Trigger warning. This week's episode involves discussions of violence and sexual assault in the piece of media we analyze. Listener discretion is advised. This week we watch something that is said to be better than Twilight. I did have hopes. Welcome to the Cry Mit Mode podcast. A combination of our names. I'm Kippy Mitt. And I'm Rybert Mode. If you like consistency, then go somewhere else. Because this podcast is ever-changing. This week we watched a show called... Well, specifically for Valentine's Day. I forgot. Yeah, this is a Valentine's theme. You know, Valentine's Day. You're going to be listening to this at least two weeks after Valentine's Day. And, uh, yeah, we watched a romantic thing. That's one word for it. I thought it was very romantic. Uh, we watched an anime called Devil's Line. (laughs) Now, you are the person who introduced me to the idea of Devil's Line. Do you remember why you brought Devil's Line into my life? Um, actually I do. Facebook brought up a picture that said, A love story. Better than Twilight, and I asked you to buy it so that I could read it. Yeah, and we uh, we got, what, volume one and three of it, I think? And four and six, I Yeah, think? and four and six, because a uh, fun thing about buying manga, if it came out five years ago even, you will never find certain volumes for under $100, because we live in a terrible garbage economy. Uh, yeah, so we got a few, <laughs> we got a few volumes of it. You started reading it, and then I think you realized very quickly that it was uncomfortable and rough. I think it was actually three pages in, and <laughs> I was like, uh, look at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, uh, of course, inevitably, what you do when you find something like that is, uh, you don't want to suffer alone, so you, you made bring me some- watch the show. <laughs> Devil's Line is only a one-season show. The manga's ongoing, I believe. I think it's still going. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think it. I think it's not going to end anytime soon. And All right. No shade mm-hmm. for someone who absolutely loves this. But if you do, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I don't want... Do you need a hug? I'm kind of concerned as to what forms of relationships you're forming with other people, if this is the thing that appeals to you. In the same way that anyone... Like, if I see someone having a Twilight-themed wedding, I can only assume they have a very unhealthy relationship. If someone was like, oh, we're like Anzai and, uh... Tsukasa? Skasa? Uh, we're like Anzai and Skasa from Devil's Line. I would be like, oh, this is a bad mix. You know, okay, wait. You have to give it to them. It's not actually... The relationship itself isn't the worst part. No, it's... what? What is the worst part? The... How the devils or vampires or whatever the heck you want to call... How... How they're perceived, how how we communicate they are dangerous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into that. But yeah, so that's the uh, the history on us watching this. We decided, and uh, if, if this uh, continues, every Valentine's Day, I think we're going to try to find an incredibly toxic relationship and, uh, and make an episode about it. Especially, uh, I think it should be a tradition to do it two weeks after Valentine's Day as well. 
Yeah, we're we're good at being yeah, late. The, the, the Fortnite late Valentine's special. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, I should have actually figured out who wrote this at some point. Oh well, uh, the, the book is somewhere over there. <laughs> Devil's Line is written by Rio Hanada. Now it's time for the synopsis of Devil's Line. We start with. Episode one. Actually, they're they're not called episodes. Are they actually called lines? They're called lines. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, well, some some shows call their episodes chapters for some reason because you know then it's like a book. But what if ours is is a line? Like, I can't think of any association other than like a line of coke, though. So is it? Is well, I was thinking a line of script, but oh, I guess that. Is less awful. <laughs> All right, uh, line one, as we're gonna call them, dark side. So what we begin with is an opening where a crying red-eyed person slaughters a bunch of people. We then get the theme song, and uh, after that, we're introduced to a woman, a young college student. And what do we know about her? We know that she's super smart. She's smart because characters say she's smart, but not just once. They say it. Constantly. Yes. Wow, you should be in college. Wow, can I have your notes? You're so smart. The teacher walks in. Hey, everyone, stop copying off of her notes because she's smart. And you know what we never actually see? I don't think we've seen in this show even once. You've never seen her actually be smart. No, we ha- no, we haven't. She's very clumsy. Yeah. That's all we get from her. We uh we 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 uh in the 8 of 12 episodes we watched, the uh remaining 4 will be next week, I suppose. Oh god. Uh, no, no. Not next week. We we got to give more space. <laughs> Going to give it a bit of a break. Uh the character by the way, her name is Sukasa, but everyone calls her Skasa. I believe in our notes, I can't find how I wrote it down, but we both just took a random shot at spelling her name, like, with a lot of C's and K's in weird places. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's smart, she is nice, because we hear people say she's nice, uh, and she's been warned that one of her friends warns her that there seems to be a vampire serial killer going around. She also notices that a dark-haired, mysterious man has been following her around, but she's weirdly not upset by this. I guess it's worth mentioning that while her friend is, like, telling her there's vampires killing and stuff, that's not actually, like, common knowledge to the public. The way that vampires exist in this society... The, I, while I was writing the synopsis, I was just getting more confused about it because it seems both like the public is, yeah, unaware. They've kept it hidden that vampires exist, but also everyone seems to know they exist. They're not surprised when they see them and they have prejudicial attitudes towards them, despite once again, them not being given the information that they're real things. Well, the information they get are more like a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Like, like the people that do post pictures of them and stuff, uh, they're kind of fake news to the general public. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people are genuinely like, oh my gosh, they are real. 
Um, and then others are like, yeah, same story. <laughs> yeah, one works for me. I hate him. <laughs> like, how do both of these exist? Uh, <laughs> Just gotta be with the in crowd. Uh, so yeah, so she, this this dark-haired, mysterious man has been following her. We cut to a, a vampire escaping over the rooftops, and a blonde vampire named Jill catches up and apprehends him. I believe, is this when they mention, they reveal one of the things they found at the crime scenes? No, not right away. They okay. say that, like, later on. Okay, well um, then, we'll, we'll so keep going. Oh. up until now, storyline, okay. Mm-hmm. It's... I don't know, very generic, Bog but it's, standard. it's okay. Yeah, she, she, you know? look at this beautiful girl. Will she fall in love with a beast? Yeah, yeah. it's just kind of the baseline for this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it decides, let's add our own flavor. Flavor, poor choice. Yes, yeah, uh, choice <laughs> of words. Oh, I'm saying it? <laughs> I'm not uh, saying so it. So <laughs> they discover at least three mutilated bodies of women with, I, I think it's something along the lines of crime scenes covered in semen. Yeah. Uh, because not only are the vampires, like, engaged in bloodlust, when their bloodlust, their desire to kill people rises, it also engages their normal lust. So vampires, the act of killing and attacking people is actually sexual in nature as well as violent. So frequently what we hear about is vampires, I don't know a nicer way to say this, just raping and killing people. That's their thing. They rape and they kill. And we hear about this an awful lot. It's actually how they identify who's the vampire. They never use like... I don't know, like saliva or anything. They no. are like, no, no, we know how to track them down. <laughs> so, so yeah, exactly. Um, it's described as a narcotic that makes them horny, pretty much. Blood, blood. And it's the sight and the scent of blood makes vampires react as if it's a drug that is making them sexually stimulated. It's bad. It's really bad. It's really uncomfortable, and it doesn't get less uncomfortable. It wasn't needed. Uh, So the blonde apprehends a vampire. Uh, She's revealed to be a vampire who hunts other vampires. Now, Tsukasa, cut back to her, she's going home with one of her friends. And her friend starts saying creepy shit like, I'm glad you're not dating anyone because I don't think I'd be able to get over it. And her response to that is... What do you mean? Oh, you. <laughs> oh, you. Uh, and the friend she's walking home with, uh, you you just called him friend. I just called him friend. I, 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 in my notes, instead of figuring out this guy's name, I just called him friend zone guy. Aww. <laughs> because he's just locked in the friend zone. But out of nowhere, friend zone guy gets attacked by uh, headphones no, wearing... No, Before that... Yeah. He hugs her and very uncomfortably breathes on her ear. Oh, yeah, he does. It's so, so much. So, uh, yeah, while he's hugging her, a black-haired man wearing headphones. I called him headphones-wearing Edward Cullen. We'll later learn his name is Anzai. Uh, jumps in and attacks them and reveals that friend zone guy is actually a vampire. He cuts his own hand and it drives the friend zone guy into a kind of bloodlust. Uh, and we then get the reveal that friend zone guy is the person who murdered and sexually assaulted those three women and it was because he was trying to restrain his urge to hurt Tsukasa. 
They tranquilize him because that's how they arrest the vampires in this world. And then we get a really depressing flashback. But it's him flashing back, friend zone guy, flashing back to all the moments that made him love Sukasa, and all of them are just her staring blankly at things. <laughs> like it's not them doing anything interesting together. They're just existing in the same space, and she's just like, huh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last we see of Friendzone Guy. Uh, Anzai takes her to her house. She gives him her address, despite the fact that the way she met this man was he just attacked her and her she friend. Threatening to kill her vampire friend? Yeah, yeah. And she immediately is like, you, I trust you. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where we get the reveal of what vampires are called in this world, which uh, I also think is hilarious. A banger of a line. Uh, do you remember the actual line? I just wrote the... Uh, not word for word, mm -hmm. but it's something like, uh, in this world there's vampires, but we call them devils. <laughs> and there's just like no reason for them to do that. We already have a word for them, but here's another word for them. We're gonna call them devils from now on. And then from that point on, you only hear people call them devils. Yeah, and it's just, and the, the question of why, why this linguistic change is used never comes up, and it serves like, it would be like it would be like if we, if someone was like, yeah, so, um, obviously I have some carrots. I prepared some carrots for you. But while we're in this household, we call carrots broccoli. No, no. We call them orange sugar sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Nature's orange sugar stick. Now, this is, uh, this is the peak romantic moment. The thing you gotta have, uh, is the weird kiss between the romantic leads in the, at the end of the first episode. No. Uh, for them to constantly be like, do they like me? They kissed me. But do they like me? They always... Every goddamn romantic show does that. Mm -hmm. Real Marmalade Boy ending. No. <laughs> oh, we're going to do a viewing of Marmalade Boy one Absolutely day. Absolutely not. I will not watch more than an episode of Marmalade Boy. <laughs> uh, okay, so at the door, he, this whole time he's been with her, her lip has been cut and bleeding a bit. And he notices it. And he very romantically leans in, licks the blood off her mouth, and then kisses her. And no, his no. eyes turn red. He doesn't kiss her. Hmm? His tongue assaults her mouth. Oh, yeah. His tongue goes down her throat. Like It <laughs> is... Repulsive? Uncomfortable. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. if someone did that to you, you'd be like, you have assaulted me, sir. <laughs> um, but she is like... Is this love? Spoiler alert, she's totally cool with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, his eyes turn vampire red. That's the end of the first episode. We start uh, the next episode with her having, like, dreams of her being covered in blood and naked and stuff. And that that's an image that comes back a lot, and it's always unsettling. It's very sexual. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're... But she's having those dreams, which... Is weird. Mm -hmm. So uh, then we, we cut to right after he kisses her, he takes a sedative to calm his blood and his lust. Uh, what a chad. Uh, so he ultimately, so he doesn't <laughs> tear her apart. Uh, and he reveals at this point that he is a half devil. Uh, a thing that he apparently, we'll, we'll get to that, but uh, it's very funny that 
he calls himself a half devil considering how little he's thought about that as a concept. Uh, so yeah, we cut to a month later and she's totally cool with what happened. Did you say what the title was? Oh, no, no, we didn't, and I called it episode two. So line two is called Safe House. Uh, I think it's Anzai says at one point while he's like, no, no, it's she says it. She says, come to think of it, have I ever been in love before? Also a strange thing to if, have... If we go back to episode one and think about that line, there is a part of, I think it's episode one, where the girls have a girl talk about how Skasa isn't falling in love with anyone. Mm, and they say she should date her professor. Yeah. Which is gross. And they're, like, really pushing her for yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's gross. But, but yeah, so she's like, come to think of it, I've never been in love. And I think that's an odd thing to realize by the time you're in college. At some point, you should have noticed that before, that all these people were having these relationships. And you were like, no. But she, she just... The show is just full of uh, completely unself-aware characters having realizations that they should have had at the age of, like, 14 at the latest. So she wonders where Anzai is, and coincidentally, as she's doing that, he just shows up on her balcony. In the most romantic way. Staring into her window. Staring (laughs) in her window. And he reveals that he's been stalking her for this entire month. Uh, And he's like, I noticed you slow down at the place where I arrested your friend. Do you miss him? And she's like, oh, yeah. I totally forgot about my friend. (laughs) Because she was going there and pining for that guy who showed up and licked blood off of her mouth instead. Uh, but he gets a call that there's a suspect on the run, and he leaves and forgets his wallet. You can say? Um, at that point, when he asks about that, it's also then revealed that his friend isn't, or her friend isn't dead. Oh, like, yeah. Like, we actually don't know, and then he just randomly says he's been arrested. Yeah, do you want to visit him? And she's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, up until then, we're like, oh, this man is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we just assumed he had been murdered or executed or something. But apparently they arrest them, and it just begs the question, what do you do with them after you arrest these bloodthirsty demon devils? God. Uh, so yeah, he has to go and, uh, track down a rogue devil. Um, he forgets his wallet, and this is the first time in the plot, Sukasa, for no reason at all, decides, well, what I should do is go to a place where I know violence is happening, despite the fact that I have no skill and would and have no ability to survive these things on my own. So it's the first time she just stupidly, blindly runs into danger. So we uh, get a bit of backstory for the the devil that Anzai is hunting. Uh, do you remember what it's? She attacked her husband. I believe she kills her husband even. Uh, and the reason she does, but she just married a human, and this happens all the goddamn time in this show. Yes, but when they get married, they have to have a contract saying they will not have sex with each other. Because yeah. that will set off. But once again, they need to do that. How does, how in the world is it not common public knowledge that vampires exist? <laughs> if you have to sign special contracts to marry them. Government officials, no. It's mm-hmm. the general public. So, like, if you're getting married, that's part of, like, your government 
contract. Mm-hmm. So the people doing that will know. But then I guess, yeah, some people that are la-di-da in their own world. <laughs> so in this case, I actually feel like it's not justified to arrest this devil because what this woman's dumbass husband does Despite the fact that he knows what she is, he is preparing dinner with her. He cuts his finger and then he holds it up to her and goes, <laughs> you want to lick it off? And uh, she proceeds to rip him to shreds. <laughs> yeah, he is absolutely in the wrong there. <laughs> but she does say, Anzai and her have like this weird moment where he's like, you didn't tell him how dangerous you are. And I guess she does like, hid how bad it is yeah which is weird when you're entering a marriage where you're signing a contract where you can't have sex but you're not going to tell him it's like listen if i see blood i'll kill you uh yeah so he, he tracks her down actually the arrest is pretty easy i don't even think they fight that much it's revealed that anzai actually has quite a bit of history with this devil that they arrest uh and it it's revealed through him returning after arresting her really quick actually Sukasa sees them fighting and then just goes home without returning the wallet. Like, she just leaves and then goes, she didn't need to. I don't, it, I, I guess it's just to be like, yeah, oh, this is what he does? She already knows he does that. I don't think oh, she yeah. did. It, it was kind of a pointless beat. But he comes back and he's like, I knew that devil. I used to make snowmen with her. <laughs> and that's it. That mm-hmm. is, that is. Uh, And then he kind of chastises her for coming out because he noticed that she was doing it because he has magic. She is here since all the time because he's a stalker. Uh, They agree to go and eat hot pot together the next day. I think they basically arrange a date. And the whole time she's like, I wonder what he thinks of me. They arrange a date. That's what he wants to date you. Obviously. No, no, not. No, we don't know if they actually both like each other till like... (laughs) Line eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it is the most, like, and it's if you read a romance novel, you find this happens a lot, where the characters are just, like, the characters will literally have sex in a romance novel, and then be like, What does this mean? Does he love me? It, it, it's in, like, the, uh, uh, I, I haven't read the Fifty Shades of Grey books, but I did, uh, to make fun of it, read part of the... The Mister, which is the book that the Fifty Shades person wrote after that. And it is literally an entire book of two characters having sex and then being like, but I wonder if they like me. Uh, it's it's not good. Wouldn't recommend The Mister. I tried to read the Fifty Shades of Grey. That's through the guy's perspective. Oh, that, that must book. be awful. It is... I'd relate it to Devil's Line because he just talks about his lower half anytime he sees her. I think I read, like, a chapter and then closed it and put it away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Anzai then goes to what I imagine would be the coolest fucking bar in this world to go to. Uh, It's the Devil Bar. Uh, Just a bar where all of the devils go to hang out. Yep. Uh, seemingly run by a human, which... Well, it's not just that. It's where the police hang out, because they're part of this mm. police... 
Uh, yes, they're part of Division 5 F Group in the police. And F Group specifically seems to really like hanging out at that bar. Yeah, F Group. You're right. All the humans of F Group go to that bar as well. Uh, and we learn more about the bar in ways that just raise further questions as it progresses. <laughs> it doesn't get, like more explanatory yeah yeah it's just like it, it's a, sometimes very often you just run into like we need a place to go conveniently this place is the thing we do all the time <laughs> uh okay so they have a conversation he meets uh jill the blonde uh devil from the first episode uh and yanagi who is just a human dude with glasses who tracks onzai and Gotta say, the blonde, her only character trait is hitting on men. Hitting on devil men and specifically hitting on Anzai. She's just like, when are you going to come to my house? Or when she's with Sukasa or Skasa or whatever, um, she's also pushing her mm. towards Anzai. She is, yeah. Like, she's like, when are you going to take off your clothes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and they have a, a conversation where they're they're discussing the fact that sex is going to become legal between devils and humans. It was previously illegal to have sex with a devil. Once again, no one knows what devils are, or some people do. Uh, and there needs to be consent, and a doctor needs to be present who monitors the entire thing, uh, and or watches it. And like, what? How? Uh, we're assuming this is a. Society with it basically resembles modern day Earth in every single way, except for the fact that devils exist. So, how do they put this law on the books with any amount of transparency in their government? They're discussing it's just like, yeah, they're discussing something in. I, I, I should have learned uh, the it's not Congress in Japan, it's the um, oh, I can't remember now, but uh, their government and like. A lot of these discussions are ultimately made, like, public, right? So they're, they're, they're using, like, code words, like, like, devils? I don't know. I It's weird to me that it seems really inconsistent. Aggressive individuals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sukasa, after meeting with Anzai, goes and returns her book to a prof, and he just immediately tries to sexually assault her, uh, and says shit like, "I always thought that silence meant yes." Oh yeah. Yeah, just a random attempted sexual assault for no reason, and Anzai just shows up and beats the shit out of him because Anzai just always knows when she's in danger. The weird thing about when that professor's doing that is when he says that and then she says no, mm -hmm. he's like, oh, so you don't want to. And then continues to do it. Yeah. Uh, he which, he like, even says something like, you could have just said no. And then he keeps going and it's like, that's what she did. I wonder if I wrote a line in my note that I have no idea where it's from, but I just have the line, guys like a girl with a little meat on their bones. And that was from line two, and I don't know where in it. It's just uh, <laughs> at any point. That could have been anywhere. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Anzai shows and beats the shit out of the guy. He breaks a window and it cuts her face. Uh, does that cut? Is that the time her face gets really badly cut? No, no, her hand gets cut uh, by him breaking the window, I think. Uh, she breaks the window. She's holding she a mug. She breaks the window. Yeah, she, yeah. She's holding a mug and she lifts it up to hit the professor. 
and instead smashes the glass with Mm. her hand. And her hand starts to bleed. And then he's like, oh, you silly. You can't even hit me with a mug. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Once again, Anze just decimates the professor. He doesn't kill him, but then he runs away and tells her to report the assault and stuff because he's losing control. He goes home and uh, notices that some of her blood got on his hand. And he, in a very creepy way, we just get him like, oh, I got to clean my hand. And then he just starts licking it. Making out with the worst sounds. And then we just, he just starts to unzip his pants and we cut away. I did actually notice that part. I think I looked away because he started like Mm. really making out with his hand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, it gets worse. I'm okay. They are explicit like he is going to lick blood off his hand while masturbating. You're going to no. hear way worse masturbating stuff later on. No. So uh, then he disappears. The pattern of this show for the first few episodes is they have like one date with each other. Something happens. He disappears for several weeks. They have one date with each other. Something happens. He disappears for several weeks. It just keeps happening. So he disappears for several weeks. And then they reunite by him breaking into her house, looking at her while she sleeps, and then sniffing her while she's asleep. And she wakes up. Yeah. And what's her response to him waking up? Or she's, to her waking up? She's like, oh, hey, there you are. Yeah, and then she gives him a Christmas gift and they hug. And that's the end of line two. <laughs> this woman is like... Really good with her safety. She has no sense of red flags or boundaries at all. Now, we reveal that in uh, line three, Paradox, that he has been suspended from his job because he beat the shit out of a dude. Uh, she meets a friend for dinner and she's talking about her new relationship. And it's it's my favorite way to describe... Okay. Uh, K-Mit. If I were to say to you, I've started seeing this person. He's not very friendly. He gets angry with me, but he's actually really nice, and he admits when he's wrong, and he jumps really high. Would you say that I am angling towards a good relationship or a bad one? Here, Here's the funniest part about that whole thing, is she gives characteristics and ends it with, and a physical trait. And he jumps really <laughs> high. So, like, I feel like she knows that those traits aren't... Because it's like, here, here's a good thing. This is a bad thing. Here's a good thing. And then here's a bad thing. And then here's a physical characteristic for you to have. So I feel like she knows those aren't good things. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like wrapping them up in good yeah, things. She's, it's uh, the shit sandwich method of criticism. Yeah, yeah. With an ending of, and here's something interesting. <laughs> and here's a fun fact. Uh, okay, then she goes, she's grocery shopping. A dude with dark lines under his eyes bumps into her and then helps her clean up her groceries and then walks away. And of course... That's just a thing that's important because why would you depict that otherwise? Uh, The guy who bumped into her is actually a devil known as Katagiri. Oh. And Section 5 is investigating a murder where someone was drained of blood. But it actually turns out that a person did it instead. Like a human being killed a person and drained their blood to frame him. To frame Katagiri. Um, so... When he helps her in leaves, Anzai has a moment of lecturing Sukasa, and 
I just wrote one quick thing because I thought it was very funny because he's lecturing her and he's like, do you even know that guy? And she's like, no, but he picked up my vegetables. So he must be a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like that her way of gauging if people are good is if they pick up vegetables even if in a hurry, and then they run away, they are Listen, good. He held the door for me. Therefore, he cannot be a bad person. Therefore, he's not going to lock it when he walks in. He is <laughs> He is the, like, lowest level required to be considered polite. It, that, is, that is the gauge of whether someone is good or not. Uh, so, yeah, Katagiri is actually being framed for murder by his boss, and they figure this out because the devil, uh, Jill the devil, is like, I smell blood on you, boss. And then they're like, yeah, and no one drank the blood, so it's just... It's a very easy-to-solve crime. But Katagiri is still in hiding. It's also when we find out that if a devil has dark lines under their eyes, it means they haven't been drinking blood. Do you remember how we find that out? No. It is... Perfect. It's uh, Anza and Tsukasa are having a conversation, and then she, quick observation, super quick, she just says, oh, you have dark circles because they don't drink blood. Like, that's why that happens. And Anzai looks at her so, like, like, impressed, and he just says, wow, you really know your stuff. But it was... One really simple observation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the most basic. Like, well, some of them do, and some of them don't. And the ones who don't have killed people in front of me. And he's like, "Wow, you're smart. You got you. Me. You. They were right. You are smart." <laughs> uh, so it ends up. Category goes to her place to hide because he's like, "You're a kind person." And Anzai is like, "What the hell?" But then they all end up having hot pot together. For yeah. some reason. And then Katakiri. <laughs> yeah. Anytime a devil comes to her house, they're always like at her window staring inside with yeah. a weird expression. Yeah. All every time. And she always lets them in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Katagiri also reveals at this point that he has murdered people. Like, he, a guy was bullying him, and he, like, ripped the dude apart and drank. He's like, I hated him, but I still drank his blood. And that's why I don't do this anymore. And it, it's like, well, has anyone investigated that murder? Because that's also a murder, my dude. Uh, so, yeah, he murdered a guy before... Up to this point, we've been told that if a devil loses control and, like, drinks blood, that that's it. Like, it's too late. They're uh, basically irredeemable. But this man is nice. Yeah, he's nice. He picked up groceries, so let's not prosecute his first murder. Uh, Then Jill comes by to pick up Katagiri, and she, like, hits on Anzai, and Tsukasa is immediately... Just destroyed by this woman hitting on her quote-unquote boyfriend and him rebuffing her entirely. Just being like, basically, screw off. I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, oh my god, she's so beautiful. He's gonna leave me. And she starts crying right away. Uh, Anzai holds her and she's like, I've dreamed of this. And that's funny because he's held her multiple times before now. I think it's in this section. He says something that makes her smile mm-hmm. as she's crying. 
And he doesn't say that. The tearful smile. Oh, that's it's later the white-haired on. guy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's Hans. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I wrote that in the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good line. Uh, so yeah, he holds her, and then he give he goes out and gets her an Xmas Xmas gift. Uh, black-haired woman is following him while he does this, and he gives her a penguin key keychain <laughs> while she tells him that she is cooking cheese-stuffed cabbage rolls, which I've never heard of. I think we should try cheese-stuffed. Stuffed cabbage rolls. I don't know how they were staying together because she, they were just kind of like floating in a pot of boiling water, and I don't know how they actually stayed together. Yeah, that that is confusing. We should look up recipes and see if we can make that. It looked good. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now we find out someone's been assassinating devils. They investigate a new case. Um. And it's also in this conversation we find out that there are devil dating sites. Once again, how are they secret? How do we keep devils secret if they have their own darn dating sites? Like, like how, how... Okay, so you have this website where all the devils are dating. What happens if a human being accidentally signs up? How do you, like, weed that out? Well, then you get exposed. Like, you meet... You know. Oh, okay. So I, I think it's, like, lots of people that find out about them. Just kind of come across them. Yeah, and then they're usually just like, okay. Yeah, kind of. And if they're not like that, then Mm -hmm. they go the other way and they're like, kill them all. Now, uh, uh, they tell each other, Anzai and Skasa, that they like each other. And then their whole, I think they hug again. And once again, they will continue to question whether they like each other, despite the fact that they've said it point blank now. And he gets shot by a sniper who's been outside her apartment building. The black-haired woman who was following him is the assassin killing devils. Who knew? Oh, who could have guessed? And this is when she gets a cut across her face with glass, and he goes into bloodlust mode. That's the end of line three. Well, she jumps in front of him. Oh, you're right. She blocks the sniper shot, doesn't she? She doesn't get hit somehow. No, but she's (laughs) she's like, yeah, I need to protect this super powered monster. Uh, So he actually does get shot in the lungs and he's dying. So at the beginning of line four, he goes out to chase the sniper, but then he starts to die. Line four called? Monster. Uh, And yeah, a random devil with... White hair, long white hair covering one of his eyes. If you've seen one of them, you've seen all of that character design before. He shows up and just pours blood into Anzai's, down his throat. And then Anzai goes, total batshit, cuckoo, banana, monkey, funhouse. And starts trying to kill... Excuse me? What I... It was very coherent what I said. Uh, And he goes crazy and just tries to kill everybody. Uh... And then they, re- they they track Devil's heat. Uh, like the guy, uh, the glasses guy, Yanagiri or something, is like tracking his heat levels. Because he's like, oh god, he drank blood. If his body heats up too much, he'll die. Which doesn't... There are so many plot holes to how this works. Because, because why is it that... If he drinks blood, he gets, like, super amped up, and then his body heat raises to a point that will kill him. I, I feel like this one is, a, like, yeah, evolutionarily doesn't make a ton of sense, but if 
I, I, with the comparison of like blood being clearly a parallel for like drug addiction, it, it's the kind of thing where it's if someone who is addicted to heroin doesn't use it for a really long time, and then when they come back to it, they try to use the same amount they used before they quit, uh, they'll usually overdose and die. That would make sense, except some of the devils that do create crimes and kill a bunch of people haven't killed before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The one like if someone's gone a long time without drinking blood, and then they kill somebody and drain all of their blood. Yeah, no one else has had that problem, have they? No, that's why I have such an issue with this. Yeah, you're right. This is a problem, and as far as I recall, this only appears once in the eight episodes we watch, and it never happens for any other devil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't even picked up on that. That's so dumb. Uh, so this episode's really basic. It's basically just fighting. Uh, With some super bopping music. Oh, yeah, yeah. The music the music and the running animation in this show in particular are hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, he chases. He, he's fighting everybody. He's fighting the assassin. The assassin turns out to have a bunch of cohorts as well. And there's kind of a gunfight. Uh, he's trying to fight Hans, who's the white-haired, long, white, long-haired devil who gave him blood. Uh, and then Tsukasa, as always, decides that she should just run into the middle of this. She's seen too many romance where if you run up to the dangerous beast and hug it, it will cease to be a beast. Yeah, so that's what she tries to do, and he tries to kill her, and then Hans tranquilizes him, I believe. Or someone tranquilizes It doesn't matter who tranquilizes I him. I think he just punches him. Oh yeah, Hans just beats him up. Hans, by the way, in a show I don't like, he is the best character. He uh, just shows up, says something very, like, crazy in a very mundane way, and then pieces out. Mm-hmm. So they take down Anzai, knock him out, the sniper woman escapes, and then, as always, when something happens in this show, he disappears for two weeks. And she's like, where did he go? So she goes back to the place she last saw him. She runs into Hans, who is looking for... He's like, yeah, the cross I wear. I forgot it here. And I didn't come back for two weeks to look for it. Uh, so they run into each other. It also is revealed she doesn't have his phone or email address. And they've never exchanged information. And this is a problem that keeps coming up. That it, like yes. the first time this happens, you think she'd be like, "Okay, give me your phone number," because there's like life or death situations where she's like, "Oh no, I can't call him." She <laughs> also opens up her phone and looks at it, and then goes, "Dang, I still don't have his number." <laughs> <laughs> um, so. She finds out from Hans that Hans is also a half-devil, and what he does is he actually drinks a little bit of blood at a time from volunteers, people who voluntarily give him their blood, and that gives him a tolerance so he doesn't lose control when he sees it. A thing that you'd think anyone would have tried at any point before. But anyways, he does it, and it works for him, and clearly he is just like, he's just a guy who's kind of accepted himself, and he's happy-go-lucky. I think she should date Hans. Uh, Hans, I think, also makes that point at some point. Oh, yeah, I'll take her if you don't kind of deal. Yeah, it's like way later in the episodes, he kind of threatens, if you don't make a move, I'll take her. Uh, So they're just walking by a woman doing a weather report in public with a crowd around her. And uh, a dude wearing a, like, COVID face mask just runs up and slashes her throat. 
Yeah, just a surgical yeah, knife. And, it, like, and it's just... like, it's, I guess that'll kind of disguise you a bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, and he cuts her, and then it's revealed that there's a devil in the crowd. But also, since this is being broadcast live, this is specifically to get any devil watching the television to go go bananas and kill all the people around them. Hmm? What's up? You skipped the best line. Oh, I skipped the, So this is where... Uh, she realizes after Han says he has blood tolerance, Hans is like, yeah, yeah, I, I have total self-control. And she's like, oh my god, Anzai could do this. And then she starts crying and smiling and he goes, I've never seen a tearful smile before. Which I call bullshit on. That That's a very common thing. <laughs> Apparently not to him. He's like, he's <laughs> only seen people cry if they're sad and not ever encountered the idea that you'd cry when you're happy to. Mm -hmm. Anyways, line five is called Plan B. Uh, was Okay, was what? I the only one that thought Plan B was going to be something more sexual? Like the oh, title? Like, were you thinking Plan B was going to be like the... Um, contraceptive method yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't like i read plan b and i was like oh no no oh, this is gonna get bad <laughs> uh okay so the devil in the crowd starts going nuts there's a few other devils who pop up because blood drives them crazy once again they see it on a television and they start going nuts uh so hans actually non-lethally stops the devil who's attacking the people in the crowd and the cameraman for the weather report is like yeah now kill him kill the devil do it it's gonna be awesome and it, no, and, you know roger is like this guy is clearly like involved in this in some way he's like filming the bloodshed still uh, Sukasa is chased by a devil, but would you know it, Anzai just shows up randomly. Because that is what mm. he does. What's up? Before that happens, so at the beginning when they're watching it at the bar, mm. the blonde-haired lady, she goes crazy. And Anzai immediately pops in and, like, smashes her head into the counter while wearing a gas mask mm. that filters smell and color yeah. so that he cannot see or smell or smell blood. Yeah. And uh, so he intervenes, stops the devil, and then he takes her to a fire escape where he sees that she is bleeding a little bit with his gas mask on and he starts going crazy. Because he's like, I know it's blood. So, here's a question. Why did anyone think the gas mask would work? If they can use their imagination. <laughs> if, if just knowing it's blood is a... Like, what... Why, why even invent that? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, he, he has her tranquilize him so that they can hang out for ten minutes. Seems a bit sil silly to do this while an active disaster is going on. Uh, and then they hang out for ten minutes on a fire escape. He talks about going to a devil orphanage, and the cross is actually a symbol of his devil orphanage, as well as, you know, major world religion. Well, it's it gets brought up because she's talking about the white-haired guy's mm -hmm. necklace, and he's like, ah, it's the same cross that's on my finger. Mm -hmm. uh <laughs> and then they kiss. Uh, once again, still questioning if they are a couple or not, uh, but they kiss. Uh, some people are coming by and they try to hide, but then they end up falling off the fire escape and then Hans just comes and catches them. 
Uh, and then they all go and hang out at the Devil Bar to lay low for a bit. Uh, there's Jill actually kind of develops what seems like a romance with a human cop because there's a human cop. She's like, oh God, now everyone knows about devils and they're going to hate us and I wanted good rights and they're going to fire all the devil cops. And he very kindly comes in and closes her nose with his thumb and just He doesn't close. He like pulls her nose he upwards. He pulls her nose and he's like, shut up. And then we're supposed to clearly infer that these people are going to be a couple at some point. <laughs> as, as you do when someone's saying something ridiculous, you just yeah. pull their nose. Okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, we're going to do this live. I'm going to just say something. I'm going to start beating myself up and I want you to pull on my nose. I'm I not see what touching this- your nose. Okay, well, should I do it to you? Do not touch me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then uh, they find out that there's this devil hate group that set off the attack. Um, and they meet a chief, the chief of A Squad, uh, Chief Kikuhara. I'm just going to call him the chief. And it turns out they re- they introduce this character and then within minutes of introducing him, they're like, he's in, he's leading this squad. So they like don't really have the mystery go for very long. It's like, yes, he's in the police and the leader of the hate group. They but, just instantly reveal that. And they show his face like it's supposed to be like mysterious. Yeah. And then they immediately like, <laughs> this is what he looks like. Hey, you know this character you haven't seen before? Well, they're here. I bet you're wondering who they are. They seem mysterious. And then immediately they're like, yeah, he's the villain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they actually try, the sniper lady who tries to kill Anzai, they try to kill her because they knew she wouldn't be on board with a plan that involved uh, hurting civilians. Uh, So they have someone stab her, and then the chief shows up and kills the guy who stabbed her to tie off the loose ends. And then he goes and tries to finish off Sniper Girl. Um, mm, he throws him off the building. He throws the guy off the building, yes. And uh, we actually see the devil who was uh, accused of a crime unjustly. He he witnesses that happen. And they see that he witnesses it. Yes. Uh, and then that comes back later. But yeah, and then he goes and tries to finish off the sniper lady. But uh, she, I think... He he then also reveals like they just the show doesn't want to keep anything secret. It's they're they're like uh yeah, so he's actually the charge of the hate group. And then they do a third reveal in the same episode that he's introduced and they're like he's actually also a devil, but he blends in perfectly with people. And he tries to drink the sniper woman's blood, but then she bites him back and actually manages to think, escape and survive. I think he licks Blood yeah. off her face. Yeah, he licks it off her face. Right? And then, and then she, he, um, there's the line, "a devilish human," yeah, or something. It would be like if, I, I, and I think they did this very badly in the Rings of Power show. But uh, spoiler alert for Rings of Power: a big mystery in it is who is Sauron going to be. And it would be like if in the first episode they had a character show up and they would be like, "Hey, I've got some secrets," and then they were like, "Hey, let's make some rings." Five minutes later, and then five minutes after that, he, he would just go, I am Sauron. <laughs> like that's, that's the equivalent. Like, they don't have any mystery play out with this dude. They're just like, yeah, he's 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 all of these things. Uh, so, Anzai is worried that he can't be a half-devil 
because he has, for the first time in his life, considered the fact that he's a half-devil means that a devil and a human would have had to have sex with each other. He is an adult, and he never once conceived of the idea that his parents would have sex. He's actually very distraught by this thought. Like, he's devastated He's by like, it. no, that's not possible. So what am I? And then he meets this random old man uh, who I've just called Dr. Oldman because... I, I, I actually don't know what his name He's kind of a hippie old he man. He just shows up and everyone seems to either know him or not care that they're meeting a new person. Uh, and, and he has the best anime old man voice in that it's the most generic. He, he just talks like this. Young man, you know devils and humans can have sex if restraining devices are used. Oh, God. Like, that's... that's and then and then Anzai is like, oh, okay, then I can be a half-devil. Uh, Tsukasa also finds out that the average age for devils to live to is 39, because if they don't drink blood, they die really young. And she then tries to convince Anzai to drink a little bit of her blood every day. And that's the end of uh, line five. We go to line six, dogmatic. Uh, the episodes are about to get a lot fat. You can see there's way fewer notes because I got tired of doing this. Uh, I think actually one really important thing to note mm -hmm. in line five is when they're talking about sharing blood, mm -hmm. uh, it's revealed that a devil's lifespan is like on a regular base, 39 years old. Yeah. But there's not, like, a lot of information to back that up. Yeah, they don't have studies or anything, so he, he kind of just says it. And then they're like, yeah, we'll just take this for granted. Like, the government doesn't report that. Yeah, I feel like by the end we were both suspecting it's like, okay, the government is trying to set up a circumstance where they can genocide the devils. Like, that's mm -hmm. seems to be the, like, secret plan they're going to reveal. Uh, so... Anzai is immediately furious that she asks him to do this, uh, but he has to go off with Hans to stop someone from assassinating the devil who had been framed because he witnessed the crime, and they bring him to a safe house. And it's revealed, it turns out the cameraman who was filming, he is the assassin, but that barely matters. They get rid of that guy immediately. Uh, but when they're chasing him, there's a bar full of devils and they leave behind one police officer to like make sure all of them are okay. And he instead just murders all of the devils immediately and disappears. They, they specifically talk about the fact that Anzai for him to get his full devil powers is it, it is specifically rooted in him being horny for Skasa. They're like, yeah, no, this is the source of you doing this. Uh, it's not the blood. It's none of that. Every like powerful violent emotion you have is because you want to have sex with Skasa, which is just once again gross and then we also get a line in episode six that's someone going like yes his mysterious parents are important the old man also makes a really um so we kind of already know that the white hair guy and Anzai are from the same orphanage mm-hmm um, but this old man, when he shows up, he makes a comparison and he so says, a child of the dark and a child of the light mm. in the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> and then doesn't touch, but like, that's mm. it. And yeah. he, like, doesn't say anything to them about it. Yeah. 
This is also, it doesn't matter when he says it. This is the episode where Hans is like, because your horniness is the source of oh. your power. He's like, you, you know what you have to do? You just have to masturbate. And it'll be fine. Just go masturbate out your violent impulses. And then they meet the doctor. Uh, Hans sees the doctor and he's like, wait, you're the doctor who told me to jerk off to get rid of my bloodlust. And while all this is happening, there is also a meeting about the murders that happened mm. in the like square where the news reporter died. And they're like listing off all the people that died and human casualties and who got hurt, like all this stuff. And then a couple of the police officers are like, what about the devil casualties? Oh, yeah. And they're even like, yeah, humans formed a mob and started beating devils to death. And I don't think they should be prosecuted in the same way as a regular, like, murder would be prosecuted. Because, like, they're devils, right? And around the same time that they're, like, talking about how devils are also just being, like, brutally murdered. Mm -hmm. um, somewhere in this episode, they talk about how human blood healing devils mm -hmm. has been hidden yeah so they, like in the report where anzai healed from blood they just said it healed fast for no reason like they just hid that fact yeah yeah that's a concealed bit of it once again leading to the idea that like the government is clearly up to some shit involving the devils and like oppressing information as a way to kind of weed them out i think all right uh so well the, oh. it brings up the question if the government didn't do that and they were allowed having bits of blood, they wouldn't lose control because mm -hmm. the ones that lose control always have like really big bags under their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Th that's the thing. It, it seems like the government specifically wants a set of circumstances where devils continuously engage in violence to increase prejudice against them. Yeah. And like you're right. Small samples of blood would seemingly solve this problem. Uh, so then we uh, we basically the big plot point of episode six, line six, I'm sorry. Uh, line six is that the sniper lady escapes from the hospital and somehow Tsukasa is just there because why the hell not? Oh, she's taking the guy, the framed devil to the hospital. And then she ends up getting taken hostage by the sniper lady. And we go into line seven. <laughs> And one of the beginning things for line seven, mm. the name. Chaser. Uh, we are brought to a very important point of Tsukasa still doesn't have Hansai's phone number. Yeah, it's really <laughs> important that this happens because she's like, oh, I can't call him to help me. And uh, yeah, so then while she's being taken away, she convinces the sniper lady that her relationship with Anzai is totally cool. And... Uh, they actually end up freeing one of her colleagues who has been attacked by the terrorist group they're a part of. Uh, but, like, she very easily convinces Sniper Lady that their relation... The woman who is ge has genocidal impulses towards the devils. And she's like, oh, no, our relationship is good. Well, it's because she's like, you haven't seen them kill people. And Scott's like, yes, I have. Oh, I have, yeah. No, and totally. She, and she's like, you haven't witnessed this. And she's like... No, no, I have. Yeah. I was at that square. Uh, um. <laughs> Sniper Lady, by the way, uh, she wants to genocide all the devils because a devil started dating her mother and then killed. And I believe, once again, she describes walking in on a devil murdering and raping her mother at the same time. 
Um, yeah, and actually throughout these episodes so far, it has hinted to the corporation, mm-hmm. or I don't know if it's the group she's working with, mm-hmm. um, is with that guy that's secretly a devil. The chief. The chief. We just call him the chief. The chief. <laughs> um, he's killing people and she refuses to kill people. Like, she yeah. will not kill She doesn't people. want to kill civilians. Yeah, yeah, that's her whole thing. Uh, the cop who killed the entire devil bar just gets a sniper rifle, and uh, they go and hide in a hotel, and he's standing outside the hotel ready to snipe them. Are we missing anything important about... Uh, well, once they're in the hospital, mm-hmm. and that, so the sniper guy's out there, they're in the hospital. Or the uh, hotel. Hotel. They're hiding out in a hotel. When, when after the kidnapper. Sh- oh, okay. Yeah. That's so weird how fast that... Anyway. Yeah. So they're in a hotel. And uh, then all of a sudden there's this other character where we haven't seen With a whole With the scar bunch. on his face? Yeah, we haven't heard much about him. Yeah, no, he just shows up. He but- shows up and is so important. Well, they, like, yeah, they show up. So what happens is the sniper lady actually releases her. And by releasing her, they just tie her up in a hotel room. And they're like... We'll leave you here. The police will come. They'll have no problem with you. It should be fine. Also, there is a mole in the police, so you can't trust the police. And the mole is specifically this dude with a scar on his face who we've never heard about in the show before. And then, lo and and behold, that dude shows up immediately and he's like, did they tell you I was a mole? Yeah, (laughs) because the sniper lady starts to try to leave. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, Sukasa like is in the elevator with him and it's very quiet mm-hmm. and then he just turns to her and says did they tell you anything like how I'm the mole anyways <laughs> I have to kill you now like they're like well their plan for keeping her safe sucked <laughs> they literally sent him with the guy they knew was dangerous they could have just told her there wasn't a mole <laughs> yeah and she would have been more safe uh so then uh she does an escape thing what is she oh she tases him to get away yeah and then she runs into this room she phones the she tries to phone onzai no yeah and she still doesn't have once again goes oh i don't have his number but then she phones the The bar bar. yeah um she googles the bar and phones it the funniest thing about this is from how anjai's acting at the bar you think that he doesn't know mm-hmm. that she's been captured? Because he's just, like, chilling, and he's like, hmm, maybe I should do stuff with Sukasa. And he's, like, really, like, in that space. Yeah, he, and then he's, he's sitting on a rooftop just looking out at the city like, maybe we should have a real relationship. And then they're like... He knows she's been kidnapped. Yeah, and then out <laughs> of nowhere, it's... It's like told that he knows she's been kidnapped and he's yeah. like And he is still pondering their relationship when she's in mortal danger. And then he talks to her on the phone and she's like, I'll be in this room at this hotel. Yeah. And then the guy immediately finds her in that hotel room, the scarred faced cop. Now instead of hiding, she does you know, the safest thing, and stands on a chair <laughs> in front of a giant window. You know, because uh, what'll dissuade this man whose plan is to kill her is if she just does it for him. She'll be like, don't kill me or I'll kill myself. Like, what What? What bargaining chip does she think she has here? Uh, so yeah, she's staying in that room. He's pointing a gun at her. And then he's like, I actually feel bad for devils. Because 
because it's so hard for them to not drink blood. And that's why I want to genocide them. That's his whole thing. And then he shoots at her. And then he shoots her. And she had, like, not even an interesting... I think it's just the taser. She had a taser in her pocket. Yeah, I think the bullet just hits the taser. But it was enough force to force her out the window. And then Anzai just jumps in and saves her. But then he goes full, like, devil mode. As he's he's holding her. Yeah, his teeth come out and stuff. Uh, And that's the end of line seven. Line eight. And the worst one. I'd say. It's where... It's where it gets really bad. <laughs> I stop and I don't ever want to return to... I mean, the first episode did that. But there's, this one specifically... There's a line that really turns you off of this episode. Which is interesting because it's about... Anyways. <laughs> uh, the black-haired lady... It just starts off... She just shoots the cop who's been trying to snipe them and it's very easy. And, like, not really a problem. And then she's like, it was actually surprisingly easy to shoot a person. Did you say what the title was? Oh, it's uh, Line 8 Offline. And she says, uh, it's easy to shoot a person. So it's the same as shooting a devil. Then clearly her arc is like, oh my god, they're people. They're people too. Uh, I think uh, even the guy she's with is like, you shot a person. Yeah. And she's like, I don't care anymore, because this one conversation with this woman changed her mind completely. She sees Anzai and the girl hanging on the side of the building, and she's like, I wish more couples were like you. Uh, They get away. Uh, Uh, Okay. So, in my notes, I have a lady shot human to save Anzai and Tsukasa. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere after that, a line is, hey, can I play with you two? Do you do you not remember that line? No. Okay, well, I, I have that written down, too. Uh, so, yeah, they, they shoot the sniper. No one goes in to stop the cop who shot her out the window, even though he easily could have. Like, Anzai could just go in there and kill that guy right now, solving a lot of problems. But he doesn't, because... Reasons. There's also two of them. Hans is also there. They could have, like, one of them could have gone and taken him out. Like, the the power ratio of devils to humans is so extreme that, like, one devil can take out one guy with a gun very easily. Okay. But then they run and they go and hide in an alley. uh, And they start having a real heart-to-heart. Uh, Anzai and Skasa. But then Hans just sees some kids playing soccer. And he goes, hey, can I play? And runs off and starts playing soccer with children. Uh, and they, this is where they decide explicitly to be a couple with each other, which he, is, <sighs> he does the most consent thing you can do. Hmm. And he says, can I kiss you? And then immediately starts kissing her without her saying anything. <laughs> and this is, uh, the beginning of the most upsetting sequence in the show, which is they begin a thing called bloodlust training together. Hmm? You oh you wrote just chill it, Daddy O. That's a line in the show. Oh, that's the old man. <laughs> yeah, the old man. We're going to do bloodlust training. We're going to help you train so you can just chill it, Daddy O. <laughs> uh, and then and then like basically what they do is they set up a a red lit sex room for them with like just a bed in it and then they're monitoring. Uh, the doctor is monitoring from the other room. Uh, like, they're monitoring his body heat, I believe. Yeah, uh, and they have volume and video off. Yeah. But if he gets to a certain temperature, they will turn audio on and then video. Yeah. So, 
they're monitoring his body heat so they can intervene if they need to. Uh, they like it's this is explicitly so they can do some hanky panky together, as oh. the doctor says. Uh, so they have handcuffs for him, and they put like little talons on, like nail covers on him that are nail gonna, protectors. Yeah, and th- they're supposed to stop him from cutting her open. They're quite sharp on their own. Yeah, the nail protectors aren't rounded. Yeah, they're they're blades. He could still tear her apart with them. Uh, And then they also measure how much his nails grow when he's, like, getting too intense. Uh, And then he just takes off his shirt. Well, they're talking about his scar from being shot. And he opens his shirt up a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, your scar. And then she, like, in the most upsetting animation, like, flips his nipple and it bends. No. Like, it, like it, 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 it's, there's some real nipple physics going on there. And then, um, I, I made a weird noise. Yeah, he says that. And then she's like, he made a noise. It's really cute. I want to hear it again. While this is happening, they are constantly going, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well... Um, this is, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, and then they start getting really intense and, like, making out and stuff. And then he is, like, lying down on top of her. And they call and saying, your temperature's gone up. Are you both okay? And she's like, yes. And then he doesn't answer. And then eventually he says yes. But they turn on the video feed and they're like, take a break, kids. And he goes out into the stairwell. No. The... Can I, before you... Yeah. If you're listening to this, I know that you will probably dislike this line as much as I do. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you should. (laughs) For a second. No. When I was pressed between her thighs. No. She made a small sound. She was wet. No. She was really turned on. (laughs) I, who decided that was a line? And then they go out to dinner together. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, meet Chief Aunt Anzai. Yeah, yeah, they meet his mom. Uh, his mom is, although she says, don't call me Chief Anzai. Okay, actually, uh, this is incredibly strange. She's not been uh, married for a very long time. And someone's like, Chief Anzai. And she's like, don't call me that. Call me by my maiden name. And I have to say, she's been a professional woman working for, like, decades, probably, like, in this position. And someone's still calling her by her old... Like, that's weird, right? That was... That was... That was... <laughs> it's weird that anyone knows her name is Chief Anzai at this point. I think that was literally the writers being, like... How can yeah. we let them know this is Anzai's yeah. mom? Which is funny because she also later in the episode basically says she I'm goes, his mom. And like they could have just had that happen instead. She says, Wow, he's grown up so yeah. handsome as she cries. Yeah. So she's she's the head of a basically devil's rights activist group. And she's actually opposing the government allowing uh sex with uh, devils and humans to be legal because she thinks it's an excuse to cause more violent incidents because they're not prepared like they don't have the equipment they need or the understanding to safely have it happen so they're going to be like oh there's going to be way more violent incidents and therefore people will hate devils more so we can't have that happen 
Uh, and yeah, she she meets Anzai, but she doesn't reveal to him that she is her mother. She is her mother. She is his mother. Uh, and Anzai and Skasa go out for dinner together, and that's that's basically how the it it ends with like a bigger point. Like it ends with them going to dinner, but like a really big point they make is his mom while she's talking in the conference says we shouldn't make um sexual relations between humans and devils um we shouldn't make that a rule yet mm-hmm. because it will cause um problems yeah. like she she's fighting to make sure that they do it right mm-hmm. and i think the government it's kind of a look into how the government is like, no, do it now so yeah. that we can prove they're monsters. Yeah. And, and once again, just a society where people don't know the devils exist, but there are full on human rights commissions for them is just it's a big question for me, you know. Uh, so that that's the total eight episodes. We want eight lines that we watched. So we did eight lines. We did eight lines. And I'm not happy. <laughs> uh, so there's some pretty obvious things to talk about with the show. Clearly, there are themes about oppression in Devil's Line. So the biggest problem is, you brought it up, Devil's Line wants devils and humans to... There are people that want them to be equal. Yeah, and there's there's they're clearly doing a parallel. It's kind of like the X-Men are kind of like a ton of stories dealing with oppression. The devils are clearly a metaphor for oppressed minorities in society. Like but they, non-specific metaphors for them. But they also have uncontrollable needs. Yes. Essentially. They and 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 it it may it is the problem that a lot of these shows face. I think Devil's Line really faces it. Is if you're making a metaphor for oppression, then you might not want to make the group that's being oppressed so frightening and so like unconscionable and so dangerous that people can't connect with them. At the very least, if you're trying to make it as a metaphor for like. We really should treat other human rights, uh, other groups, what we should treat other groups better. We should treat minorities better. I agree with that statement. And I think Devil's Line makes that point very badly mm-hmm. because they are superhuman monsters who at the sight of a bead of blood at the end of someone's finger will rip them apart. And there, by the way, there isn't, there isn't. A single minority group on the planet who will do that. So therefore, I'd say the devils are a pretty bad metaphor for any group you'd want to represent. Yeah, I could agree with that. They're just, they're not. And maybe the thing will be, like, maybe it's going to be kind of more of a drug allegory. And the thing is actually going to be about how giving them small doses makes it so they aren't dangerous and they're being made like i could see I, that I, I think that's it but that's still i i think the long term thing is the government made the monsters yeah and we're like from the from jump the show is expecting you to be like well yeah anyone who has prejudicial views towards devils is an asshole because you know, they're prejudiced, but also they have prejudicial views towards 
Someone who at any point, uncontrollably, like rooted in their physiology, will rip off your head. And that's not even like that. That's a reasonable fear to have if those people actually exist. Like, I wouldn't really want to live next to somebody who at a dime will not only, by the way, not only try to kill me, is so superhumanly powerful that they can easily kill me. Right? Like, just punch down my wall, grab my head, and drag me out into the night. That's actually interesting, because that doesn't happen too much. Like, we don't see that happen a lot. Where they just break into people's houses. They're usually already in the scenario. Yeah, we only really see it... Because, once again, when they aren't driven by bloodlust, they're just people. And they're reasonable people, and they're... Like, they care. Clearly, they are things worthy of empathizing with. Because they have human emotions and sentiment and value. But, like, yeah. Also, this is is a really interesting take. Because, usually vampires... Mm -hmm. Immortal. Only one way to kill them, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. These ones, no, they they uh they they live. They have a like thirty nine years old is where they die, mm-hmm. if that. They're murdered all the time. Yeah, murdered yeah. by gunshot, stabbing. Like they're not. <laughs> they are in no way immortal. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're absolutely not. It's kind of just they just took our regular world and then they like copy pasted vampires into it. And then they didn't really think about, like, the social ramifications that this would have at all. Like, they don't consider that one bit. They're like, no, society is exactly normal. There's just secretly vampires in it. I also think a big portion of it is we're not supposed to focus on the plot that much. I have a feeling that... Plot isn't the main goal in this. No, it, it really does seem like the main goal is the is the twilight effect, is the yearning, like the, I want to be with you, but I'm a monster, but I want to be with you. Which would lead us into all the problems mm, there this are show faces. Quite a number of problems. We did just list a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. An analysis of the themes turned into why are you doing this wrong? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, one of the problems I'll say is that the main characters, especially Skasa, is barely a character. She, like, doesn't. She exists to, like, wonder what Anzai is doing. Well, this actually happened quite a bit. Character development is not through character development, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, character development in this show is through characters saying, this is your trait. Mm -hmm. And the character not developing their own sense. It's just other characters pointing out who they are. And whenever a character does make a change in decision, it it is a character just... It's like Anzai decides that he wants to try being in a relationship specifically because Hans is like, you should try being in in a relationship. And he's like, God, I'd never considered that before. Uh, (laughs) uh, So yeah, I'd say Skasa is very thin as a character. She just doesn't and she doesn't really have any agency. I think one of the only characters that don't build their character on other people is Hans, the Hans. white-haired guy. Yeah. Because he, he comes in and he starts just being himself and, like, giving facts 
through himself. Yeah. Because no one knows who he is. Yeah, Hans is, like, self-actualized, so he's the only character I like. <laughs> Every other character, even Anzai, yeah. the way they're talked about and the way they build their character is through other characters talking about yeah. them. Although, the thing is, we haven't seen enough of Hans, but the thing I'd worry about with him is he's so self-actualized that there is no longer, like, room for him to grow anymore. Like That's not necessarily true. No? Um, because technically all the things he's doing is illegal in their society. I guess so, yeah. He is technically a criminal. Uh, yeah, Jill exists to be... To both be horny and also like, but you should date him. To push the characters together. Is yeah, her main yeah point. She, she's a mechanism to force things to happen. Uh, what? Did you like anything? Did I like anything about Devil's Line? I thought like, I didn't think they were exceptional, but like the fight scenes and the animation usually is okay. Like it's not, it's, there was nothing egregiously bad about those things i thought the voice acting was very wooden a lot of the time like there there would be we talked about it with starship troopers there would be characters going like please don't kill me i almost died there does he love me scary thing yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) is there anything else i well i mean obviously i liked a lot of line eight uh that really (laughs) That <laughs> really got my rocket rumbling. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what is wrong? I can't even... I'm turning my chair around. Okay. Uh, did you like anything about Devil's Line? Um... You know what? Uh-huh. The Times Square area was very well animated. Oh, Oh, the, like, specific location, like, where the news reporter is getting attacked? Yeah, because the way they did it uh, before she's attacked, Mm -hmm. it shows how everyone's standing, and it shows the reporter, and then it shows through the person's eyes running up to the... That was well done. I liked Mm -hmm. that. I, I will say, despite how much I criticized it, I think it is better... That it at least tries to, in some way, address closer to real world issues. Like, Twilight doesn't really do... Twilight is is just the sexy vampire stuff. There isn't... They don't really reckon with the idea that they would be hated and repulsed... Uh, repulsive to humans. Like they that's, do a bit. They do a bit, but it's not really, like, at the forefront. Whereas... At least in this this one, it feels like someone does earnestly have a passionate opinion regarding prejudice and they're trying to address it. I just think it falls short in a lot of ways of successfully doing it. I do question that when this was <laughs> when this was advertised as better than Twilight, mm-hmm. they just meant. The sexual interactions are more detailed because in Twilight, they're not. No, no, it's it's uh, Twilight is like a Christian morality play. <laughs> and this one is everything. I don't like the word hate, but we're going to use the word hate. Whoa. It's everything I hate. Mm. Yeah, you don't. You do not like overt sexuality. You don't like feeling like you're reaching into someone's purse. You know. No. <laughs> Uh, 
I'm never gonna live that down. No, I don't think you are. So, we watched Devil's Line. A thing we haven't mentioned about Devil's Line is that it has, you know, like all anime, it has an opening theme. It starts out sad. Not like sad, like, oh, sad. It starts out... It was a silent night. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the funny thing about anime lyrics for their opening themes is that if you translate them to English, what I assume is a lot of, like, poetic speak and just, just, you know, the actual theme of the song... Translating a song from one language to another often leads to a lot of awkwardness in terms of what the dialogue is. Not dialogue, what the lyrics are. What Devil's Line has for its opening theme are lyrics like, Can I, can I, can I, who am I? Libido takes control of me. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, So what I've done is... I I do have to point out... Mm -hmm. That the lines dripping emotions, dangerous aroma, bittersweet kiss. Oof. Offering I don't a, even know what those are supposed to mean. Offering a <laughs> smile stabbed my heart deeply. I kind of want to just do dramatic readings of anime lyrics now. Uh, no. Uh, where, where is my love? Dystopia. <laughs> where is my love? Lost world. Where is my love? It doesn't matter what kind of world it is. <laughs> uh, so those are just like some of the English translated lyrics of Devil's Line. Now... I've created a game based on some anime you've seen, some anime you haven't seen. I've just taken English translated lines of the opening lyrics, and we're going to guess whether or not this is from an anime or whether or not I wrote it. Oh. Now, you can actually get two points for this, because you you if you guess it's a real anime, then I want you to also guess what anime it's from. Oh, that's hard. Right? I mean, I don't... I, I I think those are more in the bonus points category. But yeah, so what we're doing, we're guessing whether lyrics I've read... It's funny, if there's someone who watches a lot of anime, some of these are going to be like, yeah, duh, this is one of the most famous things in the world. Uh, that's not exactly... All right. Something I'm going to thrive in, but... So... The anime theme song game. English translated lyrics. First one. Number one. Like a cruel angel, young boy, become the legend. I want to say that is a line from something. Mm -hmm. Do you have a guess as to what it's from? No. Spitball. Just throw out an anime. You You can't hurt yourself to throw out one. I can't think of anything that would relate to it, though. Um, Keep in mind, I pretty much only picked things that I'm familiar with. Like, so... everything you're familiar with, I'm familiar with. No, of course not. Uh... Is it something I know? It might not even be a real anime lyric. Okay, we'll just go on. Okay. Number two. The kiss that should turn one to stone instead lingers on my eyelashes like yesterday's strawberry. That one is so ridiculous. I have to say it's not one. You have to say it's fake? 
Yeah, and okay. if it is, someone messed up. If it is someone... Oh, if it's real, someone made a big mistake. Yeah. Uh, okay. This place is already a gestalt... Gestalt? Gestalt? I think it's gestalt illusion. I've only ever read that word. I've never said it out loud before. <laughs> uh, every person and things are separated, and it dyes the inside of the hologram in the color of truth. I'm going to have to say that one's real because you had a hard time pronouncing one of the words. I, that is a word I really like, and I have written it a lot. I just don't know how to say it. Uh, okay. Number four. An insightful crow comes along to tear up the map. Now open your eyes and take a look at the truth. Yeah. I feel like I'm really bad at this game. I don't think anyone can be really good at this game. Uh, by the way, actually, very quickly, for number three, what anime would you guess? I don't know. That's why I didn't put anything. Okay. Uh, so four, what do you think? Real or fake? Uh, we will say real. What Only because of the yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to know. You're not going to do those. <laughs> uh, okay, Feel five. free, listener, to... to... To try and guess yourself. Because I don't know. Five. Incorruptible. Feeling the passage of time slip through and turn from my greatest regrets. I will protect that place. I could see that being one. We'll say yeah. Number six, let the voice of love take you higher, and I will love you even more till the day you'll find the light. 1999, bizarre summer, every road will lead us to a memory of good days. That can't be one. All right, number six is a no. Seven. I, I do have to applaud you for your non-expressions. <laughs> <laughs> My poker face is really good. Right now, yeah. Seven. Who is that? With the face? With the eyes? Who is that? In the shiny glass? Whose face can that be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who can that be? That is not who I used to be. No. No? That's fake? That's that's fake. Eight. There's no exclamation point on the yeah, but you might be good. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that the exclamation point is the is the kick. There's a whole bunch of yeahs and no exclamation point. Mm. So how how can that be real? Eight. Plead and beg, but none will help you. You no longer live as cattle. Will you rise and join the battle? No, it rhymes. There's no way that's real. Okay, number eight is fake. Nine. One day we'll reach to emotions unexplored, unprecedented. We'll high-five love we've yet to discover and give a kiss to time. I could see you making up every one of these. <laughs> these are all just yeah. like word salad. Yeah. Oh, I just poked it in the eye. I don't think I've ever heard a song in my life. Once it's an anime, I've never heard a song in English use the word unprecedented before. No. Like, that's. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say it is one, though. Alright. Ten. Oh, we have the brains to think hard, wear our favorite clothes. We are no doubt human beings. No. Nope, that's fake. 11. 
Scarcely an angel's wings beat before the heart of the wearer is changed. Forever the dance between light and darkness will be beat on the hard drum beats of broken wings under a blue moon. I want to say that one's real, and I want to say it's from Angel Beats, <laughs> just because it mentions wings so much. And I don't even remember that show, so. Twelve. Life is a game. It's survival. That's right. How do you start? Time and space. It is a crossroad through a gate. Where do you go? I've honestly forgotten with a lot of these if I wrote them or if they are animated. I'll say it's real just for the heck of it. Okay. Uh, and that's the game. That is the end of the anime theme song game. The I inaugural. hope you did better than I did. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you did a lot better than you did with the Starship Troopers game. So, the first song. Remember the, which the first song is? Yeah. It's a young boy become a hero or whatever. Ah, oh, I knew it was going to be that one. That I is, have never seen it before. That is Cruel Angels Thesis from Evangelion. I've only ever heard the instrumental. I refuse to watch it. Yeah, I don't think you'll ever watch it unless So I get... was correct. If anyone ever wants to give us money to so I can make my girlfriend watch Evangelion. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you right. do that, I disown this podcast. I also, by the way, named the ones that are fake. So number two was the kiss that should turn one to stone. Instead, lingers on my eyelashes like yesterday's strawberry. You said that one was fake? Yeah. That one is fake. It was too nonsensical. Yeah. The anime I decided to name it <laughs> was from Strawberry Stone Milkshake Boy. Uh, number three. You number could have th- even just said the names and seen if I could have. <laughs> I could do an anime show name, too. Uh, the Gestalt Illusion one. Every person and things are separated, dies the inside of the hologram and the color of truth. I really thought you would actually be able to guess this one. Uh, I don't know why. It is from Psychopass. It's the first opening in Psychopass. The song is called Abnormalize. I haven't... I've only watched a, the first season... Mm-hmm. And a little bit of the second, and that was a year and a half ago. That is true, yeah. All right, number four. Uh, an insightful crow comes along to tear up the nap. Now open your eyes and take a look at the truth. Yeah, that one's real. And the yeah is a big hint, to me at least, because that's a Naruto opening. No way! Uh, and it's the most famous one. It's so go. I, I did... What's go? Um... I actually don't know. I, I, the yeah is what I did think of that. I didn't say it, but I was like, is it possible that the yeah has so much energy it could be Naruto? Was it a movie? No, no. It's, it's the We Are Fighting Dreamers one. It's it's the one that is we are fighting dreamers yeah yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You the, need... you, that is definitely not how it sounded uh, that's exactly how it no sounds. not even close all right number five incorruptible feeling the passage of time slip through and turn from my greatest regrets I will protect that place what was that one did you say I yes said or no? it yes you said yes that one is fake uh, and the anime title for that one is I just got sent to a world where everything is identical to mine except the color red is called the color blue and I need to get home. I got the next one wrong. Yeah, you did. The Which the next one is Let the Voice of Love Take You Higher. That's actually in English in that theme song opening. This is my favorite theme song opening from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Great That's days. That's not fair. I haven't seen these. 
No, no, you haven't. But uh, then I feel like you're cheating. The lyrics are translated from uh, the lyrics that are translated are the "And I will love you even more till the day you'll find the light." Nineteen ninety nine, bizarre summer. Every road will lead us to a memory of great days. I also refuse to watch that one. Yeah, you'll never I will watch, never JoJo's, watch it unless someone gives us money. No, <laughs> no stop saying that. that. It's not happening. <laughs> Uh, who is that with the face with the eyes? Who is that in the shiny glass? What did you say for that one? I think you said fake. But I, I said can't. fake. You were right. That one is fake. Uh, and that one is <laughs> uh, from an anime I decided to title Amnesia Squared colon double excerpt semicolon filament where the L's in filament are ones. <laughs> Really you were having too much fun with this. Really proud of that title. Uh, okay, uh, one you said I believe is I think you said this was fake. Plead and ble- plead and beg, but none will help you. Yeah. You no longer. That is Attack on Titan. That's yeah. their first opening. All right. Uh, the nine is the one. One day you will reach to emotions unexplored, unprecedented. Will high five love we've yet to discover and give a kiss to time. You said. I said it was real. That one is real, and that one is from your name. I did see that yeah. one already. Uh, oh, we have the brains to think hard, wear our favorite clothes. We are no doubt human beings. You said... No. You said fake. That one is real, and it is Let Me Hear from Parasite the Maxim. Uh, Eleven. Scarcely an angel's wing beats before the hearts. That one... I did say it was real. And that one is fake. I did see that as That well. one I wrote as, uh, I never, <laughs> the title for this one is, I never noticed how cute Subaka was until now. Uh, and then the last one, Life is a Game, It's Survival, That's Right, How Do You Start, Time and Space, It is a Crossroad Through a Gate, Where Do You Go? I said real. You said real. And that one is real. And this one is the one I'd consider the biggest trick question, because this theme song is sung in English. You would just never know it from listening to it. Uh, it is the theme song to Future Diary, Dead End. I also watched that so long ago. Yeah, you did. No, I, you, you, I didn't expect you to remember, especially because you see it as words on a screen at best. I also tend to delete things from my memory I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And you did not like Future Diary. Until the, you liked it until the end. But the I end liked was, it until I didn't. Oof. Yeah, the end is rough. Uh, so I got 50%. You got 50%. Good job. 6 out of 12. <laughs> you know, for most of these, it was basically a toy cost. So fi- to- okay, but cost. I hadn't seen mm-hmm. a couple of those. Oh, yeah. You cheated. No, no. <laughs> I'm an absolute cheater. Yeah. Uh, so that was the game. You got 50%. Congratulations. That uh, ends the first anime theme song game uh and i guess it's time for us to wrap up i suppose we can give ratings to devil's line on a scale one to ten what would you give devil's line why do we have the option to go up to ten it should be a scale of one to two and it should be zero (laughs) all right out of two devil's line gets zero from kmit and or maybe you should be like one to a hundred, because that might actually be worse. Yeah, it's one to a hundred. What would you put? Zero. Right, <laughs> zero out of a hundred. And uh, it gets I, it gets one point for trying. I would give it three out of a hundred. 
You have mercy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I suppose that's the episode of Valentine. Oh, Fortnite Late Valentine Spectacular. Featuring Devil's, Devil's Line. Line. Thanks for watching. If you would like. They're not watching. You do this every time. Every They're single listening. time. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, we have a YouTube channel with no updates it updates on it, so <laughs> updates. Uh, got we, no updates, people. We have a YouTube channel with no updates on it, uh, Cry Mint Mode. One day there will be videos there, I swear. If you would like to contact <laughs> us, uh, you can email us at kry.mit.mode at gmail.com. It's worth mentioning, Mit is with two T's, M-I-T-T, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not one T. Mm-hmm. Two T's. And is there any other contact kind of thing we got to give him? I don't think so. No? Okay. And they they uh, they uh they won't look forward to hearing more about Devil's Line next week. Not next week. God. Yeah, we need a we, break. We need a break. We're going somewhere else. But yeah. Uh, feel free to reach out. And... And don't always expect video content where we talk about videos because... This podcast is ever changing. Yeah, can be whatever the heck we want. So, we really got a surprise. Really got to work out what it is next time. All right, thank you for watching. Bye.